Section twenty of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Seven. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Seven by Anonymous, translated by Richard Francis Burton. Section twenty when it was the six hundred and ninety-fourth night she pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that the damsel said o sheik i am distracted from all thought of meat and drink quoth i continued hussein by what ailment o my lady and quoth she i love one who dealeth not justly by me and i desire one who of me will none wherefore i am afflicted with the wakefulness of those who wake star-gazing I asked, O oh, my lady, is there on the wide expanse of earth one to whom thou hast a mind, and who to thee hath no mind? Answered she, Yes, and this for the perfection of beauty and loveliness and goodliness wherewith he is endowed. And why standeth thou in this porch? inquired I. This is his road, replied she, and the hour of his passing by. I said, O oh, my lady, have ye ever foregathered and had such commerce and converse as might cause this passion at this she heaved a deep sigh the tears rained down her cheeks as they were dew falling upon roses and she versified with these couplets we were like willow bows in garden shining and scented joys in happiest life combining when as one bow from other self would rend and oh thou seest this for that repining quoth i o maid and what betideth thee of thy love for this man and quoth she i see the sun upon the walls of his folk and i think the sun is he or haply i catch sight of him unexpectedly and am confounded and the blood and the life fly my body and i abide in unreasoning plight a week or e'en a sennight said i excuse me for i also have suffered that which is upon thee of love-longing and distraction of soul and wasting of frame and loss of strength and i see in thee pallor of complexion and emaciation such as testify of the fever fits of desire but how shouldst thou be unsmitten of passion and thou a sojourner in the land of basura said she by allah before i fell in love of this youth I was perfect in beauty and loveliness and amorous grace, which ravished all the princes of Basura, till he fell in love with me. I asked, O maid, and who parted you? And she answered, The vicissitudes of fortune, but the manner of our separation was strange, and twas on this wise. One New Year's Day I had invited the damsels of Basura, and amongst them a girl belonging to Siran, who had bought her out of Oman for fourscore thousand dirhams. She loved me and loved me to madness, and when she entered she threw herself upon me, and well nigh tore me in pieces with bites and pinches. Then we withdrew apart to drink wine at our ease, till our meat was ready and our delight was complete and she toyed with me and i with her and now i was upon her and now she was upon me presently the fumes of the wine moved her to strike her hand on the inkle of my petticoat trousers whereby it became loosened 
unknown of either of us and my trousers fell down in our play at this moment he came in unobserved and seeing me thus was wroth at the sight and made off as the arab filly hearing the tinkle of her bridle and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the six hundred and ninety-fifth night she resumed it hath reached me o auspicious king that the maiden said to hussein al khaliyah when my lover saw me playing as i described to thee with siran's girl he went forth in anger and tis now o sheikh three years ago and since then i have never ceased to excuse myself to him and coax him and crave his indulgence but he will neither cast a look at me from the corner of his eye nor write me a word nor speak to me by messenger nor hear from me aught quoth i hark ye maid is he an arab or an ajam and quoth she out on thee he is of the princess of bassorah is he old or young asked i and she looked at me laughingly and answered thou art certainly a simpleton he is like the moon on the night of its full smooth-cheeked and beardless nor is there any defect in him except his aversion to me then i put the question what is his name and she replied what wilt thou do with him i rejoined i will do my best to come at him that i may bring about reunion between you said she i will tell thee on condition that thou carry him a note and i said mm, i have no objection to that then quoth she his name is zamra bin al mugaira hight abu al saka and his palace is in the mirbad therewith she called to those within for ink-case and paper and tucking up her sleeves showed two wrists like broad rings of silver she then wrote after the basmala as follows my lord the omission of blessings at the head of this my letter shows my insufficiency and know that had my prayer been answered thou hast never left me for how often have i prayed that thou shouldest not leave me and yet thou didst leave me were it not that distress with me exceeded the bounds of restraint that which thy servant hath forced herself to do in writing this writ were an aidance to her despite her despair of thee because of her knowledge of thee that thou wilt fail to answer do thou fulfil her desire my lord for a sight of thee from the porch as thou passest in the street wherewith thou wilt quicken the dead soul in her or far better for her still than this do thou write her a letter with thine own hand allah endow it with all excellence and appoint it in requital of the intimacy that was between us in the nights of time past whereof thou must preserve the memory my lord was i not to thee a lover sick with passion and thou answer my prayer i will give to thee thanks and to allah praise and so the peace then she gave me the letter and i went away next morning i repaired to the door of the viceroy mohammed bin sulaiman where i found an assembly of the notables of bassorah and amongst them a youth who adorned the gathering and surpassed in beauty and brightness all who were there and indeed the emir mohammed set him above himself i asked who he was and behold it was zamra himself so i said in my mind verily there hath befallen yonder unhappy one that which hath befallen her 
then i betook myself to the mirbad and stood waiting at the door of his house till he came riding up in state when i accosted him and invoking more than usual blessings on him handed him the missive when he read it and understood it he said to me o sheikh we have taken other in her stead say me wilt thou see the substitute i answered yes whereupon he called out a woman's name and there came forth a damsel who shamed the two greater lights swelling breasted walking the gait of one who hasteneth without fear to whom he gave the note saying do thou answer it when she read it she turned pale at the contents and said to me o old man crave pardon of allah for this that thou hast brought so i went out o commander of the faithful dragging my feet and returning to her asked leave to enter when she saw me she asked what is behind thee and i answered evil and despair quoth she have thou no concern of him where are allah and his power then she ordered me five hundred dinars and i took them and went away some days after i passed by the place and saw there horsemen and footmen so i went in and lo these were the companions of zamra who were begging her to return to him but she said no by allah i will not look him in the face and she prostrated herself in gratitude to allah and exultation over zamra's defeat then i drew near her and she pulled out to me a letter wherein was written after the bismillah my lady but for my forbearance towards thee whose life allah lengthen i would relate somewhat of what betided from thee and set out my excuse in that thou transgressest against me whenas thou wast manifestly a sinner against thyself and myself in breach of vows and lack of constancy and preference of another over us for by allah on whom we call for help against that which was of thy free will thou didst transgress against the love of me and so the peace then she showed me the presents and rarities he had sent her which were of the value of thirty thousand dinars i saw her again after this and zamra had married her quoth al-rashid had not zamra been beforehand with us i should certainly have had to do with her myself and men tell the tale of ishak of musul and his mistress and the devil quoth ishak bin ibrahim al-masili i was in my house one night in the winter-time when the clouds had dispread themselves and the rains poured down in torrents as from the mouths of water-skins and the folk forbore to come and go about the ways for that which was therein of rain and slough now i was straitened in breast because none of my brethren came to me nor could i go to them by reason of the mud and mire so i said to my servant bring me wherewithal i may divert myself accordingly he brought me meat and drink but i had no heart to eat without some one to keep me company and i ceased not to look out of window and watch the ways till nightfall when i bethought myself of a damsel belonging to one of the sons of al mahdi whom i loved and who was skilled in singing and playing upon instruments of music and said to myself were she here with us to-night my joy would be complete and my night would be abridged of the melancholy and restlessness which are upon me at this moment one knocked at the door saying shall a beloved enter in who standeth at the door quoth i to myself meseems the plant of my desire hath fruited so i went to the door and found my mistress with a long green skirt wrapped about her and a kerchief of brocade on her head to fend her from the rain 
she was covered with mud to her knees and all that was upon her was drenched with water from gargoyles and house-spouts in short she was in sorry plight so i said to her o my mistress what bringeth thee hither through all this mud replied she thy messenger came and set forth to me that which was with thee of love and longing so that i could not choose but yield and hasten to thee i marvelled at this and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the six hundred and ninety-sixth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the damsel came and knocked at ishak's door he went forth to her and cried o my lady what bringeth thee hither through all this mud and she replied thy messenger came and set forth to me that which was with thee of love and longing so that i could not choose but yield and hasten to thee i marvelled at this but did not like to tell her that i had sent no messenger wherefore i said praised be allah for that he hath brought us together after all i have suffered by the mortification of patience verily hast thou delayed an hour longer i must have run to thee because of my much love for thee and longing for thy presence then i called to my boy for water that i might better her plight and he brought a kettle full of hot water such as she wanted i bade pour it over her feet whilst i set to work to wash them myself after which i called for one of my richest dresses and clad her therein after she had doffed the muddy clothes then as soon as we were comfortably seated i would have called for food but she refused and i said to her art thou for wine and she replied yes so i fetched cups and she asked me who shall sing i o my princess i care not for that one of my damsels i have no mind to that either then sing thyself not i who then shall sing for thee i inquired and she rejoined go out and seek some one to sing for me so i went out in obedience to her though i despaired of finding any one in such weather and fared on till i came to the main street where i suddenly saw a blind man striking the earth with his staff and saying may allah not requite with weal those with whom i was when i sang they listened not and when i was silent they made light of me so i said to him art thou a singer and he replied yes quoth i wilt thou finish thy night with us and cheer us with thy company and quoth he if it be thy will take my hand so i took his hand and leading him to my house said to the damsel o oh, my mistress i have brought a blind singer with whom we may take our pleasure and he will not see us she said bring him to me so i brought him in and invited him to eat he ate but very little and washed his hands after which i brought him wine and he drank three cups full then he said to me who art thou and i replied i am ishak bin ibrahim al mausili quoth he i have heard of thee and now i rejoice in thy company and i o my lord i am glad in thy gladness he said o ishak sing to me so i took the lute by way of jest and cried i hear and i obey when i had made an end of my song he said to me o ishak thou comest nigh to be a singer 
his words belittled me in my own eyes and i threw the lute from my hand whereupon he said hast thou not with thee some one who is skilled in singing quoth i i have a damsel with me and quoth he bid her sing i asked him wilt thou sing when thou hast had enough of her singing and he answered yes so she sang and he said nay thou hast shown no art whereupon she flung the lute from her hand in wrath and cried we have done our best if thou have aught favour us with it by way of an alms quoth he bring me a lute hand hath not touched so i bade the servant bring him a new lute and he tuned it and preluding in a mode i knew not began to sing improvising these couplets clove through the shades and came to me in night so dark and sore the lover waiting of herself twas trysting tied once more naught startled us but her salam and first of words she said may a beloved enter in who standeth at the door when the girl heard this she looked at me askance and said what secret was between us could not thy breast hold for one hour but thou must discover it to this man however i swore to her that i had not told him and excused myself to her and fell to kissing her hands and tickling her breasts and biting her cheeks till she laughed and turning to the blind man said to him sing o my lord so he took the lute and sang these two couplets ah often have i sought the fair how often fief and fain my palming felt the finger ends that bear the varied stain and tickled pouting breasts that stand firm as pomegranates twain and bit the apple of her cheek kissed o'er and o'er again so i said to her o my princess who can have told him what we were about replied she true and we moved away from him presently quoth he i must make water and quoth i o boy take the candle and go before him then he went out and tarried a long while so we went in search of him but could not find him and behold the doors were locked and the keys in the closet and we knew not whether to heaven he had flown or into earth had sunk wherefore i knew that he was iblis and that he had done me pimp's duty and i returned recalling to myself the words of abu nuwas in these couplets i marvel in iblis such pride to see beside his low intent and villainy he sinned to adam who to bow refused yet pimps for all of adam's progeny and they tell a tale concerning the lovers of al medina quoth ibrahim the father of ishak i was ever a devoted friend to the barmeside family and it so happened to me one day as i sat at home quite alone a knock was heard at the door so my servant went out and returned saying a comely youth is at the door asking admission i bade admit him and there came in to me a young man on whom were signs of sickness and he said i have long wished to meet thee for i have need of thine aid what is it thou requirest asked i whereupon he pulled out three hundred dinars and laying them before me said i beseech thee to accept these and compose me an air to two couplets i have made said i repeat them to me and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say
End of section twenty. Recording by Maricel Quee.